This is the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast, aimed at helping you live an active and healthy life in and around Somerset and Union County, New Jersey. This podcast is brought to you by Strive to Move, located in Warren and Berkeley Heights. Strive to Move helps active adults in New Jersey get back to doing what they love pain-free. So on today's episode, we have Maria Parla Piano, and in order to do it justice, I'm going to let her introduce herself. So Maria, tell us about yourself. Sure. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Um, I am a registered nurse since 1980 and a board-certified lactation consultant since 1994. So I have a center, uh, a holistic lactation and parenting center in Chatham, New Jersey, and I... Basically, my dream was to create a community resource for new parents in the area. So, and I've been doing that for about 25 years. So, and I just so I can share with the audience how you and I first met, my Mm -hmm. sister is now has a baby three months, Ian, and um, he was having trouble with latching, I believe. And so, they I were referred to you, and that's how I met you. And we Mm -hmm. were talking before. I had no idea what you did even existed, so that was my first experience with it. Um, maybe you could just talk to the types of clients or patients that you see, moms, babies, and who's a typical person that you would see at your practice? Oh, uh, probably new parents. Uh, uh, I see, you know, someone might call up and say, I just had a baby three days ago and I got home from the hospital and the baby won't nurse or latch on or it's causing me so much pain. And another big question is, is the baby getting enough? I'm not sure. So, of course, I operate on the fly. I see people as soon as I can um, because I know I need to capture that window. You know, when you're sleep deprived and it's very stressful for the parents, I like to, you know, say, hey, come on over. Um, we'll take a look or I can go to their house and evaluate everything. And we come up with a plan that helps. So tell me a little bit more about your journey. I know you said you're a nurse since 1980, mm-hmm. and you've been doing this lactation. What's the official name of it? Yes, here? it's a postpartum place. It's yep. a holistic parenting and lactation center. I um, It basically happened in the early 1990s when managed care came into play. Uh, people were Women were being discharged in 24 hours after having a baby. Um, And they tried that for a period of time, which, of course, they had to change it. But one of my girlfriends, one of my best friends, Angela, shout out, um, worked for an OBGYN. And she said, Maria, I... We don't know what to do. Our parents, their parents are going home so quickly. The moms are running an all. You're a nurse. I had a home care agency in the 80s. And she said, you nurse three of your children. Can you start seeing our patients at home? And I thought, sure, you know, I'll try that. And I absolutely fell in love with the work. Um, and then I took all the things I needed to do to get board certified. And then I pulled about 300 of my clients because I was in private practice for about five years. And uh, to see, uh, my dream was to open a center that would have everything. You know, we had a little boutique and classes and support groups. And I do lactation and feeding consults. And I pulled my clients. I saw at home, would you come to someplace like that? Because there really wasn't maybe one in California that was it. And they're like, sure. So I opened, I rented a space and... Um, you know, opened, uh, then it was called the Lactation Resource Center, and that was uh, August of 1996. Okay, so take me, because uh, again, I've been in, within a session with you mm-hmm. and the OT, you guys work collaboratively. Mm-hmm. Tell me more, it seems like you've built more of a community. So tell me right. about what the entire center 
has more so than even, you know, you sure. talk about your sessions and then whatever. Right. Else is. Well, again, we have four support groups. Uh, two, uh, one group is called Meditation and Mingle. So the moms come with the babies and it's sort of like a support group. And then they do a, a sort of a meditative session at the end, like a guided meditation for relaxation. It's really great. Mm-hmm. And Thursdays is a regular group uh, for moms. We have a group on Sundays for moms who already went back to work and can't come into the daily groups. And then we have a group for um, perinatal mood and an anxiety disorder, basically a postpartum depression group. Um, So we also have the various classes. Um, You know, I do sleep class, weaning, starting solid foods, baby wearing, um, working and breastfeeding. We do tummy time. We do a class on infant massage. So we have that. And then... um, what you were talking about when you came with your sister was yeah. the Balanced Baby Clinic that I do in conjunction with um, Alyssa Fry, who's an OT and a craniosacral therapist. And so we funnel clients in from other lactation consultants and from my practice and do body work um, on the infants, you know, the babies who come in with soft tissue torticollis, um, very tight hips, um, turning their head, you know, uh, being sort of stuck in certain positions, just tight, tense strain patterns, a lot of heightened nervous systems, you know, that sort of thing. So we release those tension and strain patterns, you know, connective tissue wise. So in chiropractic, in my profession, there's always a debate on do we treat infants, do we treat babies? And Mm -hmm. um, coming to watch what you do, we saw that, hey, there looks like there's a big need for it. So selfishly, I'm curious, what do you see from a muscle joint perspective in these infants? Because I found Mm -hmm. it very interesting with when my nephew was there, Mm -hmm. for him only turning to one side. Absolutely. So what do you see in that? Well, the evaluation is sort of, uh, again, I like to kind of take the babies over, you know, change maybe their diaper, or just take a look at them laying on their back. So we always lay them on their back and see what is this child doing with his body? Because every baby tells a story about their journey, their trip, you know, out of the womb or in when they're in the womb, the way they're positioned. So you're right. You might see... Um, a very tight hip and shoulder on one side and they almost look like their body's in a crescent shape and yet you might have the head going in the opposite direction or say if they turn their head to the opposite side they're throwing their hip and shoulder you know so the movements aren't isolated they're trying and they're kind of be twisty turvy um little not movement in the rib cage um and the fists you know some babies you know those tension patterns go all the way down to the hands so they're fisted all the time and uncomfortable the neck especially if they're laying on their back and some of them will just roll you know so parents will say oh my god she's advanced because she's rolling over and I'm like ah, red flag you know that they're not supposed to be rolling over to like four months so um, the same thing uh, a parent might say oh when the baby was born she you know she lifted her head right up and looked right at me and she's so strong and I'm like you know red flag that's neck tension so it's um it's it's the it, and how do they feel in your arms and how are they doing feeding because if they're not comfortable it takes a whole body to nurse correctly so if they're sore maybe on one shoulder or their neck and they're trying to nurse on that shoulder they may bite or you know the 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 suck is usually compressive you know and causing some pain and i just as an observation before uh, we went to you with ian like 
we, you had given exercises and mm-hmm. we were trying to do them and just noticed with him it was like yes. move everything was so stiff right. and now you know when I see him now right. it's loose and what you would expect yes. hope it would be but fighting everything yeah, I think he is just empowering the parents to take ownership of you know the therapy so I do give the clients you know exercises to do and based on what the baby is showing me and a lot of that includes rhythmic movement training which I took and, and am trained in so there's those rocking movements is very integrative you know for the brain and all the cranial nerves and um, and it does give the parents an opportunity to see like the baby's having trouble bringing this leg here or you know cross body work and things like that so tell me about what Ian had you talked about again something I never heard of lip and tongue tie what is that how does it affect yes. how would parents know and, and what to do with that right the, there's um, can be some tethers in the mouth and it's really uh, tissue it's we don't really consider them midline defects it's it's tissue that um, it's remnant sort of tissue so at three months in utero the tongue lifts from the floor of the mouth and it's called apoptosis where you know you get depth of tissue and that's like you know kind of separating everything and for some reason it doesn't separate those tissues all the way so and that baby's been sucking on that tongue you know the whole time in utero they're drinking amniotic fluid they're sucking on their fingers but when they're born sometimes they'll exhibit usually those symptoms will pop up um very painful nursing, lack of weight gain, lots of noisy nursing, open mouth breathing, snoring, which people think is cute. But as you know, you know, nobody should be snoring. (laughs) That's basically obstructed breathing. So, um, and uh, the babies also can have trouble opening their jaws wide. Um, And again, because those tissues in the mouth are restrictive, it's only allowing a certain amount of movement. Torticola, soft tissue, very common with babies who have ties as well. So, uh, so you know, we sort of do everything we can first. We do some body work. Of course, we want to release all those tension patterns related to the ties and, um, you know, and get a baby to a certain point. And if we're still, obviously, we have those ties, you know, released. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. I want to talk to you about some of the, I don't know if they're myths, but toys and in the office, you kind of go through, there's so many baby apparatus and car seats mm-hmm. and this and that yeah. and the other. And, you know, for me personally, one of the ones that people in my world would talk about is, I don't even know what it's called, but where the baby like sits in it and they bounce. The and, rock and play right. or those uh, uh, those bouncy seats. Yes. And we talk yes. about how they, they don't, aren't able to develop possibly their own the stability. The walkers and the rock and play. Yes. I'm a big fan of, of putting babies in free play, you know, laying them on flat surfaces, playing on the floor. They need to move. And I think we, the issue comes into play with the car seats because they have the handles. And anybody who does body work knows that that positioning all the time is just that chin-to-chest positioning. Babies are just begging to open up. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really a fan of, you know, try to leave your car seat in the car. Carrying the babies upright in arms is very important. Wearing the babies in carriers on your body is great. So I think being on a, a surface where they can actually move and swaddling, you know, I have issues with that because right. you restrict movement, you're going to restrict development. Right. Babies need to move their arms. They should be able to sleep with their arm over their head if they're hot. They should be. They have to have access to their hands, and you don't want the hips pulled in. 
the hips should be splayed. So like you or I, we, we wouldn't want to be, you know, Restricted. tied up to put to sleep. So do you think is that something that is just that's the way they've always done it? So that's how they do it or new research has come out? Sort of. I think it's a product driven environment, right? Yeah. So they want you to buy something. It doesn't pay anything. You know, there's no cost to putting a baby on a blanket on the floor. But um, I think it's more market driven and you go anywhere else in the world, there are no babies in the car seats being carried around. Right. I mean, I've been to Europe, I've been to Canada. They're wearing them or putting them in strollers. And the strollers, you know, again, the car seat snaps into the stroller. They're never out of the car seat. Um, they should be in those old-fashioned prams where they're actually laying down. But again, you're going to have babies who have tension and strain patterns that are horrible on their back. They just don't like their back. And then they just don't like tummy time because they're so tight. It's just so uncomfortable. So I think as a parent, it's hard because they don't want their baby crying, right? Sure. So that's where the sessions come in. Like, we can help you get there. You haven't seen the best of your baby yet. Right. You know, so, and it takes nothing. I mean, the, these children... And infants release so quickly because they don't have tons of layers to their pattern. Right. And their body, their energy is they're just there. They're not thinking about, oh, what am I going to have for dinner later like I am when I'm on the table. So I think um, it's nice for the parents to know that they don't need a lot of work. It's not like months and months. It's, you know, generally a newborn. Yeah. You can release tension patterns fairly quickly in several sessions or whatever. So it almost seems to me that it, the biggest part here is as a parent to recognize when they might need to see someone like you. Sure. And then once they get there, you kind of take it from there. Right? right. It's getting them in the door and just knowing that a baby shouldn't be crying. You know, babies have reason. They they. They come into the world trying their very best, and of course they want to be happy like everyone else. So if they're not happy and things aren't going well, it, it, it sort of impacts the whole family. Then it's going to impact the parents. It's going to everybody's so stressed out. And then they're told, well, the baby has colic, and in three months they'll be fine. You can't have a baby crying for three months straight. So there's always something behind what they do, and our job is to sort of investigate and listen and I think give a voice to the babies and what they're saying, you know. So it almost seems to me, and we talk about it as well, rather than the wait and see approach, it's like address mm -hmm. it before it you, I think, you know, body work is done, um, craniosacral therapy is done in, in Europe in the NICU, um, which is phenomenal, and in many newborns. And I think Denmark, 65% of the people in that population have body work, it's huge. So I think most babies could use you know, some help after delivery, just because, again, they were squished up and, and some deliveries are very traumatic, right? And in our clinic too, we try to get the mothers on the table. So we leave some time to work on them, which everybody needs it. And we've had the dads on the table, you know, they jump up there too. So we try to treat the whole family together. Right. Yeah. Cause that's how it's going to be at home. That's right. right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And if, uh, if mom is only there and dad doesn't know what's going on, then we might have Absolutely. a disconnect. And plus it gives the parents a sense of what are we doing to their child when we're working on them. So we're doing the same thing to them and they can see how gentle it's gentle, but it's very specific. Yeah. And, um, so it will, it's not as manipulative, but it's, you can see the babies really unravel right on the table. It's really nice. It's, um, it almost seems counterintuitive that 
you know, when you become a parent, it's the most important job, but no one tells you what to do or how to do it until <laughs> you have a problem, probably. Well, we don't, we don't, we don't see. People are hiding at home and people are out there maybe not being as honest when someone says to a new mom, how are you doing? And sometimes she'll say, oh, great. Well, you know, it's probably not true, but we're so afraid of being judged and we're judging ourselves constantly that... I don't think people are as authentic out there in the real world. So um, you get a lot of maybe people, you know, kind of smoothing everything over. And moms are home suffering because they're afraid to say or ask for help, you know. So I think. And I would think, too, with moms that possibly can't breastfeed the way they want, there's guilt and shame and what's wrong with me. Absolutely. And what's wrong. Absolutely. And in this country, it's basically they just haven't gotten the right help. And that sort of non-judgmental approach, like I'm here to do whatever it is that you want to do. But of course, people that show up in my office, you know, they have a plan. They want to breastfeed or whatever, even though we do consultations for bottle fed babies. And we, of course, in our clinic, see all kinds of babies. So Great. So I guess one more question. An expecting mom, she's pregnant, maybe she's her baby's coming. Mm -hmm. What? What steps should she take before? What what kind of leading up to it? What do you well, think? Well, I'm is- glad you asked that because we're starting to do a lot of work on women while they're pregnant. Now, right now, it's maybe a mom who's pregnant for the second time and had a very difficult delivery the first time, or maybe wants to you know had a section wants to try a VBAC. So doing work, um, your work as well on women when they're pregnant, it just enables the positioning of the baby to get, be a little better, releasing tension patterns, you know, in the area, the hips and stuff. So the moms that we've worked on for their second babies have done beautifully in those deliveries. So I think, you know, treating women when they're pregnant is really important to have some type of body work, you know, to um, get ready for the delivery. And it really does help with the baby's positioning too. I mean, it all makes, when you speak to it, it makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, why wouldn't we do that? Why would we want the baby restricted? But it's almost like, you know, we saw it done this way, so our friend got this contraption, so we get this contraption. It's out-of-the-box thinking, right? But I think when you explain it, you know, and people are like, oh, wow, you're right. So I just think it's just getting the word out. And I know people do... um, acupuncture when they're pregnant and stuff too but and women work a lot you know they're behind the desk they're running into New York and the carrying big bags and I mean I worked in the emergency room up until well I thought I had two weeks off before my daughter was born and I swear I got home and I had her two days later I mean I was pushing stretchers it was it was crazy so I think there's a time where Women right now try to save all their time for after the baby, but right. I don't think they are getting enough time before. And I always say, you know, take more time if you can before so you can nest and take care of yourself and rest up and be ready. Um, because, you know, their C-section rate, it's like you know, you have a four times greater risk of having a C-section if you work right up to when you deliver. So. I think that's hugely important, especially, mm-hmm. you know, where we are here in Absolutely. Chatham, Somerset, Union County. So many of the women that mm-hmm. we work with are super successful, yeah. driven professionals that like, yeah, I'm working until the hour before I have to go to the hospital mm-hmm. and then I'll take my three months off. So right. and again, something that I would have never even right. thought about before, but... And it, it makes sense, yeah, right? Sense. But then if you think about your, you know, when you're delivering a baby, there's a lot of effort involved physically. And, you know, I said to the girls, well, did you play a sport in high school? And they're like, yeah, I played, you know. And I'm like, okay, you're in triple overtime. 
plus a thousand. Okay, so this is you can do it, and and I think you know just encouraging more women to try to deliver naturally, you know, is really great, and it's great better for the baby as well, as we know, right? So I think it's really more of the attention should probably go to that than spending a lot of money on a baby shower. You know, give these women money to have lactation help afterwards. Give these women money to get body work before and after. That's where those, those are the gifts that people need. Preaching to the choir. People investing <laughs> right. in their health, right? Absolutely. And trying to get them to rather than buying the new this and then, or that. And after you have a baby, some women aren't working for a while. And there's that feeling like, oh, I'm not bringing any money in. And I can't spend that money. But... I think, as you know, it's money well spent now because you end up spending so much more later when all of these physical issues, because babies with this type of tension and strain patterns and connective tissues being tight and fascia, um, they're going to grow around that. They they would love to release that. They can't. So uh, the body's not going to do something that doesn't feel great. So you see uh, maybe that baby, you know, crawling with w- dragging one leg or not rolling over until six months you know there's little little things that you'll see that maybe are subtle but of course we can see you know we want them to hit all their milestones on time we want them to hit them with ease mm-hmm. right and that's what we preach you know at the balanced baby clinic so if we do this work early we just see these kids just do beautifully you know later on so well i have to say i learned a ton um any either parting any parting words or any advice to new moms expecting moms uh, that you have is a well I think find a village find a tribe of people that are there so, to support you and we are out there um, you don't have to do this alone you are not alone there are women sitting in solidarity with you every night when you're up with your baby so it's a big world a universe that you're a part of so I think that's the important thing to know. Perfect. And tell us where people can find you if they need you. Well, I'm in Main Street in Chatham, 368. Uh, my website is postpartumplace.com. And like I said, our mom's groups are open to anyone. You don't have to be breastfeeding to come. And the thing I love about our groups are it's they're for the moms. You know, you're never going to hear. There's no comparing. And my doctor said this, and I pump that much in my baby ways. It's all about the moms. You know, t- today we're going to talk about compassion today we're going to talk about empathy we're going to talk about fear we're going to talk about you know today we're going to talk about gratitude because these are the underlying things that cause us to parent in a particular way and let's face it we all bring something to the table yeah. when we parent right sure we might be a type a personality we're struggling with the control and the perfectionism that we have but we have a choice do we want to create another human being like that or do we want a child to be born you know, and just be able to be themselves, right? So I think that's why our groups are so effective because they're very authentic and it gets down to, you know, the moms and and creating that community. So they're there to help support each other outside of our place as well, so. I I think you ended it perfectly. Maria, we thank you for coming on. You were actually our first interview on our- I am so honored. Yes, and we uh, thank you, but if- uh, if we all if we do the rest of them just like this, I think we'll be pretty successful at what we do. So thank you sure. so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast brought to you by Strive to Move. If your pain or injury is preventing you from living the healthy and active lifestyle you love and deserve, 
and want to get back to doing what you love pain-free, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the best next steps to help resolve it. Find our ebooks online at strivetomove.com slash our services. There you'll find an ebook for topics on such things as back pain, knee pain, sports injuries, and CrossFit injuries. These ebooks will provide you with free expert advice, tips, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit strivetomove.com slash our services to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no obligation phone consults with a doctor on staff to New Jersey residents. Just call us at 908-547-0729 or visit us at strivetomove.com and click the talk to the doctor first button on the homepage to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast.